Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. A balaclava, a cannabis joint with a screwdriver and pliers were among the floral tributes at suspected hitman Tristan Sherry's funeral earlier this week. Take a listen to Brenda Power, columnist at the Sunday Times and Irish Daily Mail. She was talking on breakfast earlier. I mean, my concern would be where eulogies glorifying um, criminality and where actual weapons are brought into the church and handed up as gifts. I think the church has to take, the Catholic church has to take a much, much stronger line on that. And about five years ago, the then Archbishop of, uh, uh, Dermot Martin, said that he was going to stop the practice of what he called allowing these people to, to use funerals to, to, to sort of glorify their, their, their reputations. Um, I don't know the extent to which that has happened. Yeah, and it's not just floral tributes, you know, representing this. We've, we've heard of other cases. We've read other stories in the papers too where, where this has happened, um, where screwdrivers and other instruments were, were brought up as gifts to the altar. Should it be allowed though, or should the church intervene? Can they even intervene? 1800 453 106 is the number. Father Aquinas Duffy is with me today on the line. Father, you're currently a parish priest in Wicklow, but you were previously a priest in Dublin. Have you ever officiated at gangland funerals? Uh, yes, yeah, I've done a few of them in my time, all right, yeah. What is it like, Father? Um, well, you know, I suppose the difficulty is sometimes you're approached by the family uh, of the deceased, you know, to do a funeral. So obviously, you know, we'd never refuse uh, to do a funeral for, for anybody, really. Um, but, you know, it can be difficult in terms of trying to manage how the actual funeral takes place, you know, um, and that it's not used, you know, to glorify crime, for example, for example. But that's not always easy, you know, because sometimes what happens is, you know, even though you might have had discussions with a family, then on the day, you know, they just do what they're going to do. Uh, and, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're stuck in a, in a particular situation. Mm. Well, pr- like. presum- presumably when, when a family, you know, they've, somebody dies or they're killed or, or murdered or whatever the circumstances and, and you hear about it and you're called and the family meet with you to talk about um, officiating at, at the funeral. Like, so you obviously know who they are or who the person is or the, the family background and, and all of that. But is there a conversation at that stage about, you know, who's bringing up gifts and, and what will these gifts be? Does, does that happen oh, at ab- that? Yeah, yes, absolutely, yeah. yeah it, it does, yeah. Um, but it's, you know... Uh, and one would always try to make sure that, you know, what's brought up is appropriate. Um, but it doesn't always work out like that, you know. Um, I know, I remember one funeral I did and, you know, they, I think a six-pack of Heineken and a mobile phone was going, went up in the, in the offertory procession, you know. And, uh, and the reason for the phone, I believe, was because the person used to be on the phone a lot of it. Which nearly wouldn't be the the worst of the gifts, Father, that we, we've heard. That's, that's, that's true, yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, I, I was yeah, reading today in some of the papers about, like, you know, a balaclava and a, and a screwdriver and pliers. Yeah. I mean, I just, I find that just, you know, unbelievable, like, because, 
you know, you know, a funeral is supposed to be praying for the deceased and being there to support the family that are there. But it's not about, you know, a celebration of a person's life of crime. I mean, that sends out the completely wrong mm. message. Well, we're glorifying. Um, yeah, it is, Rimbles. absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, like when they, you know, I've seen reports of funerals like where, you know, items that were used in burglaries were brought up in the, in the, in the offertory procession. Like, I mean, it's just, it's, that's just unbelievable. But the only way around that is, like, is, is to have discussions with the family about what is and is not acceptable during the service, you know. But I also feel that a lot of these funerals shouldn't take place in a church, you know. There shouldn't be a funeral mass service. Like, it should be a funeral service maybe in the crematorium or, you know, some other location, like okay. a prayer service. It should be a much more simple affair, you know. So, so we, you know, this has nothing to do with the gifts. You think in, in, in general, Father, there's just some people for which their funeral mass shouldn't take place in a church? Well, I think, I think if the person, yeah, hasn't been, you know, uh, uh, involved in the church, we put it that way, um, you know, it just doesn't make sense to be having a funeral mass service in the, in the local church, you know, which can then be used, you know, uh, particularly if it's going to be used to, you know, celebrate a person's life of crime. You know, it's just not appropriate, really. And do you, so do you those, mean that the, beyond people, beyond non-criminals, basically, just non-practicing Catholics? Yeah, well, yes, I, I do think sometimes, you know, maybe it's not appropriate to have a funeral mass service, yeah, for, for, for people who really don't believe in it or are not really involved in it. And I think increasingly now, and I've, I've done them myself, like, you know, where you would have a simple funeral prayer service in the funeral home or funeral home chapel or, you know, at the crematorium chapel. Um, you know, and a lot of people seem to like that too. You know that there's a sort of, you know, uh, you know where they could, they're they're able, for instance, to, I suppose, work on a service that uh, that they want and that's more appropriate for them. You know, um, rather than just have everybody going to the church for funeral mm-hmm. mass service. Okay, that's a very interesting, Father. Um, do you think the church should take a stronger stance, though, when it comes to these type of gifts being brought up at the funerals of, of criminals? Like, is it even possible, Father, for, for a priest to intervene? I, I think there's subtle pressure on the priest, you know, and per, perhaps some of them are, you know, uh, uh, maybe a little bit afraid sometimes of, of the groups that they're, they're dealing with, you know. Um, but, like, the guidelines are clearly there, you know, about what is appropriate and not appropriate. Uh, and really, it's, it's, it's a matter of, you know, sitting down with the families of the deceased and trying to explain that, yeah. you know. But, but um, you're obviously telling them because of the guidelines, you can't bring up this kind of stuff. But then on the day, they go rogue and bring up whatever they want. Yes, or or things happen outside the church that you've no control over, like 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 for instance, in the case of one funeral where, you know, they took over the public roads with motorcycles. Yeah, and scrambling. That's a guard. That's a guard matter. Yeah. 
And I, I suppose the question there is like, why would the Gardaí allow someone mm. to take over policing duties of a road, you know? Have you yeah. ever been intimidated, Father, to, you know, to, to, to officiate at a funeral that, you know, where, where there was this kind of behaviour and you maybe just weren't comfortable with it? I wouldn't say I was ever intimidated, but I, I, I certainly at one funeral I, I was involved with, they obviously didn't like what I had to say, um, but and somebody sabotaged the uh, bathrooms in the church uh, and the water overflowed into the church. So I think they were kind of sending a message. All right. So, you know, if that's intimidation, uh, you know, probably yes. But, um, you know, sometimes it's, you know, I can understand, um, you know, some of these funerals, like you have all the key gangland figures uh, all present at the service. Obviously, in this case, this in this case, father, they just they weren't happy with something you said, was it? Or? Yeah, that's obviously what happened. Yeah, it was a very deliberate right. act. Um, you know, so it's they are they're they're very difficult funerals to actually do. You know, um, you know, both the planning. You know, um, I remember one funeral I did. Like there was a, there was a suggestion that there could actually be a hit on one of the people attending the funeral. So there was a heavy guard of presence around. That must you know? be very frightening for you, Father, and for, you know, for other members of the clergy and, and celebrants. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. It, it happens, unfortunately. It's like, I know sometimes people just see the aftermath of them and they're annoyed with the way, you know, the other thing that can happen is you get, you can get pressure from other parishioners who are very angry that you even did the funeral. Mm. She can't win, you know? Yeah, so some of them we actually, I know of one case, like, you know, somebody handed back their plan giving box so they'd never contribute again because of the um, the, the nice send-off I gave to that. I won't say what they called them, but... Yeah, well, look, it's very. It's, look, it's a difficult situation. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what to do, and I imagine it must be very intimidating, you know, for for priests as well, even if they don't want to officiate at a particular funeral. Father Aquinas Duffy, listen, thank you, Father, for for getting in touch with us here today. Um, David in Dublin says, if you don't attend mass or contribute to a parish in any way, then the church shouldn't be obliged to perform a funeral. Another texter, the Mass is a sacrament and if at any stage he feels the Mass has been disrespected, the priest could stop the Mass and just ask that the stuff is removed. Patrick is on the line. Patrick, do you think are we glorifying criminality by allowing some of these types of gifts and floral tributes? Hi, Andrew. Yeah, the whole thing is despicable because, first of all, these criminals turned their back on the church and they never probably go to church and they have nothing to do with the church from the day to get involved in crime. So why we even allow a church funeral and everything else for them beyond me. So, and do you mean that, you know, beyond criminals? Like, are you talking in general? Because I have a couple of messages in from people today, you know, even just talking about your your, your average non-practicing Catholic, that they shouldn't be allowed a funeral mass. Well, maybe they they, they may live they mightn't practice, but they may live a life with morality and all that, and and they might uh, be respectful to every person they meet and so forth. But criminals don't have any respect for anybody, so they'd be in a different category altogether. Like, I mean, like they expecting to get the same as the rest of us when they have turned their back on the club a long time ago. Mm. 
Well, I really, I really think this thing of the of the gifts is is just remarkable because I know of situations where um, families, your your average normal civilian, you know, is often told by a parish priest you're not allowed to do a eulogy at a funeral, or you you know you can't do this or that, or bring in a different choir. And yet we see situations in some in some parishes where they're, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable stuff that they're bringing up as gifts. I don't know how. I just don't know how they're getting away with it. Um, but as Father Duffy said there, it's extremely difficult. I wouldn't fancy being the, the priest having to tell them you can't bring this stuff up either. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.